on this episode of PLNPJ's City Are Cruising. And Winter Window. back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. Jake is yawning. He's clearly very excited. I'm in my jammies, so it's like naturally I'm ready to go to bed. It is dark out as well. Um, I'm also in my new Tottenham pajamas that I got for Christmas. Yeah, I did see that. Um, they're very thin and like very just like easy to Breathable. wear. Breathable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which uh, we actually have an electric blanket because it's winter and it saves oh, wow. us money on heat overnight. Okay. Because uh, you don't have to run the heat so high overnight, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so this I feel is, like I'm getting a whole insight to your life. Yeah, and this would be nice though. than like you know the, the the very cozy pajamas yeah. where it's like it gets you too hot. I get it. Um, I but enough about me and my body, Brent. Well, there's never enough of that. But I think what we're focused on is the fact that Jake, it has been two weeks since our last episode. Apologies. Well, we took a little Christmas break, you know. People do that from time to time. We were both away with our families. Mm-hmm. We figured, you know, give the listener a break as well. We had this really, really good compilation of our best moments of 2021 that was posted but taken down for some reason for being too funny. Super weird. I spent hours on it, and yeah, you must have missed it. It was up there for like 48 hours. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. No, it's, it's really a shame that it didn't stay up there, but Jake... You know who is staying up there? Staying right up there at the top of the table? Manchester City. That is exactly (laughs) right. Jake, Man City. Remember like a month ago when we were like, oh, are Chelsea running away with the Premier League? Yeah, we posted that TikTok where I had the poll. It was Mm -hmm. like, are they the favorites, yes or no, for Chelsea? And a lot lot of of yeses. yeses. (laughs) Now, uh, I would assume not so much. Uh, Well, Manchester City, 10 points clear at the top, Brent. I don't want to, you know... I don't want to say bad things about the people who voted on the poll. We appreciate okay. their input. It seems like you're about to say something bad. I wonder if they would keep their same opinion now. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, they said yes the first time. Sure. Are they still committed to it? Like, it's still Chelsea's to win. Or do they now think that they're maybe a bit premature in their yes? Brent, I think there's a pretty obvious answer to that. Which is they would stick by their Exactly. Answer. People yeah. stick to their guns. They never go back on their word and what this they is say. America. This is America. No matter what facts are presented before me, sure. I can have an opinion and get angry about it when somebody else disagrees. Because you're always right. That's my right as an American. Um, but Brent, City, 11 wins in a row. On the trot. On the trot, if you will. Um, do we see anyone else catching them? I really don't. It's hard. Look, we were in this exact same position a month ago with Chelsea, but the difference is it's Man City and it's Pep Guardiola, and they've been here before, and they know how to win. And while they obviously had disappointment in the Champions League right. towards the end of last season, they are just continuing their scintillating form from the season prior into this season, and there's no reason to think that it should stop for any reason. They do often have a rough patch in their season, uh, where people think, oh, maybe it's maybe it's still going to be close, and then they inevitably still pull away. 
Um, I feel like we probably already saw that with their Crystal Palace defeat. Sure. Um, but but I really don't see anybody catching up to City. I think they are just simply too far ahead, ten points clear of Chelsea now. I think that might be too big of a gap to catch up. And Brent, uh, along the point we were making earlier about Chelsea being, you know, <coughs> in this conversation, bless you, a couple of weeks ago. I know it's not on the outline, but let me ask you, what went wrong for Chelsea? Well, I think when you could say injury, do you mind? <coughs> oh my yeah. goodness, did you swallow wrong? I guess I guess so. Is my throat a little tickle? You know? Well, I'm going to go back to me. I'm going to bring this back yeah, okay. to me. I think what went wrong for Chelsea is a few things. One, their injury crisis. The injury bug hit the team. There's not a lot you can do about that. Mm-hmm. Jake, what I will say is... I realize it took a lot longer than I might have first thought. But remember a year's time ago when I said, beware the Oli effect, where... Beware the, the Ides riding, of March, yes? Yes, that as well. Where a team is riding high with a new coach, and it continues. The team overperforms, and then all of a sudden they start playing. Like, like the old issues will reappear because while well, the manager has changed, the players are still the same. I think that's finally kind of starting to happen with Chelsea, where they're still a very good team. They still get results because they are a good team, but the dip in form, I think, is also due to some inner team drama with this Lukaku situation. Sure. Uh, if you haven't seen the interviews, he made some some interesting comments yeah. about his situation. Some at interesting Chelsea. comments. Nice, but I, I don't know. I, I think a few things have gone wrong for them. But what about you, Jake? What do you think? Well, I guess it's just not obviously not the same team we saw at the beginning of the season. Um, their defensive record was immaculate it was. in the first nine or ten games. We're not seeing that anymore. They're not mm-hmm. keeping as many clean sheets, and that was a big part of who they were, and it allowed them to win one or two nil. But now that they're conceding one or two a game, they really have to score more, and they're just not doing so. So it's a combo of those clean sheets going away and uh, a bad timing for their offense going away. So not a lot of attacking um, mixed with that slip in defensive form. It's, um, it's a bad combo for any team. And in this case, it was a team that we thought had a handle on the Premier League title race. I know, Jake. I completely agree. But I'm, I'm glad you brought up a bad combo because maybe this is an opportunity for us to talk about a good combo. Ooh. Which is the PL and PJ's podcast and Breckenridge Whiskey. Brent, you're absolutely right. A combination made in heaven. Oh. And I think this bourbon may have been made in heaven as well because, dang, is it not so, so, so smooth. Jake, I know that you turned me on to Breckenridge Whiskey, specifically the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey, when you advertised it as such, the smoothest whiskey you had ever drank. And they advertise it as a whiskey with snowmelt water from the Rocky Mountains, which is local. It's, it's very relatable for us as people who live near the Rocky Mountains as well. Brent, uh, I've got a very refined palate for uh, Do you? mountain water <laughs> and where, they came, where it comes from. This is Rocky Mountain water, 100% used in this bourbon. Yeah. Um, and I think... I think over ice is the perfect combination. It just kind of brings out a little more um, of that flavor while also still being very smooth. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We're enjoying it on the rocks. And uh, big shout out to Breckenridge. Um, love to be a love being their partner, and uh, hope that continues. But Brent, 
It is January. Is it? Our first episode in January. Now we get to talk about transfer rumors now that the window's open. The winter window is open. And before we start anything, I think it's important to note there was some news that came out today about Southampton and a takeover. Southern Hampton had a tank takeover? That's exactly right. The South Coast team themselves. <laughs> uh, Jake, they were apparently majority they, they had a majority ownership stake taken by a, a quote Serbian TV tycoon, tycoon. End quote. Like roller coaster tycoon. It's exactly like <laughs> roller coaster tycoon. But yeah, apparently they have a new <clears throat> owner. So while we're not gonna feature them in this winter window sure. recap because it's obviously too soon for them to have any transfer rumors as we're recording. It is important to note that Southampton, not unlike Newcastle, could be busy in this upcoming window. Yeah, definitely a little more financial backing possibly than they had before. Obviously not Hopefully. to the extent of Newcastle. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting to see what they do in the window with their form actually kind of going up. Uh, yeah. They struggled a little bit, but they're looking a lot better. Uh, can't really say the same for Newcastle, still looking very sure. average. Uh, but that, you know, might be helped out by the first signing we're going to talk about, and that is former Spurs player and now for- former Atletico Madrid player, Kieran Trippier, signing with Newcastle in this January window. And it's not officially confirmed by the club yet. But it's a but here we go here we go from Fabrizio Romano. Which is as good as as good as gold. It, it truly is. So yes, Kieran Trebier is going to Newcastle and in an effort to revitalize their defense, possibly Sven Botman from Lille as well. It was reported that Newcastle had a thirty million pound bid turned down for Sven Botman. We will see if they end up coming back with an enhanced offer. Leo's position after that sure. offer was allegedly he's not going anywhere. We're not looking to sell. However, money does often convince people to do things that are against their words. Right. And Brent, I, I like the kind of maneuvering that Newcastle is doing in the, the opening of this window uh, because everyone knows they have the money and financial fair play is kind of a joke. So they could probably spend as much as they wanted. But I like that they're going at uh, players like Trippier and uh, bidding 12 million euros, and then Botman 30 million euros, which is pretty much what he's worth, in my opinion, when they could just spend boatloads of money on them. But then that sets a bad precedent for when they go forward trying to get bigger players and teams yeah. will hold out for more because, like, oh, like you have the money and you're willing to pay. Um, so I like the, the strategy they, they have there. I think I got a great deal on a good right back. And uh, I think Lille might crack. And Botman, who is a very you know stout defender. Yeah, great ball-playing center back, very physical. Yeah, I, I think he might end up in the black and white jerseys by the end of the window. I kind of hope so for Newcastle. I think where they need to focus, and I said this when they first had their takeover, they need to reinforce their spine, the spine of their team. They have a great goalkeeper already, but what they could use is some new support in midfield in center defense and possibly up top, but it seems like they're doing fine. I mean, Jolinton is now, I guess, a center mid. So that was crazy works. transformation. Yeah. And he did great oh my when gosh. I saw him. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe that's something to keep an eye on. Maybe they won't be looking to buy a central midfielder this window and maybe a new striker instead. But Brent, moving on to our next transfer rumor, mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna let you talk about this because all I know about this player is that his name looks like Gabagool. Well, his name is Gabriel Barbosa, but he goes by the nickname Gabigol. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looks like Gabagool. Yeah, no, I could see why you'd think Gabagool. that. And if you recall, if you think back to transfer windows of the past, maybe FIFA's of the past, if okay. that's your forte. Uh, Gabriel Barbosa was one of the more promising young players to come out of Brazil as a forward. He made a transfer to Italy, Inter Milan specifically. It didn't exactly work out for him. He was sent out on loan. He got sent back to Flamengo. And now it's, as he's now kind of revitalized his career in Brazil again, it sounds like West Ham will be signing him as a backup striker, which they could certainly use with Mikel Antonio a great Premier League player, but getting a little older, his form often ebbing up and down, and maybe they haven't had the reinforcement that they thought they were getting. Sure. And so I I think that's a really good signing for West Ham if they can pull it off as somebody who isn't going to cost a lot of money, is only 25, I think, now, and has upside potential if he does start to perform like it was predicted he would when he was younger. Yeah, yeah. They could definitely use a depth in that position, especially with Antonio somewhat injury-prone in the past. So uh, something to look for in the remainder of this month. But Brent, um, Everton have had some reinforcements come in already, confirmed, signed, and announced at both outside back positions. uh, Left-back Myolenko, Lenkno, uh, the Ukrainian international and uh, Nathan Patterson from uh, Rangers. Rangers, yeah. Uh, a right back who uh, I think they were both announced in the last 24 hours. They were. Well, Milinko was allegedly confirmed before, a few sure. days prior, before the window officially opened. But yes, announced. Exactly. Um, and I think that's great. Everton really struggling, especially in the right back department. Obviously, they have uh, Luca Digne at left back. Well, but do been, they? <laughs> but, you know, with a fallout with yeah. uh, Rafa Benitez, now there's a need for an, a new left back. And uh, I haven't seen much of the Ukra- Ukrainian international they brought in, but uh, uh, people talk highly of him, uh, especially for his age. And I think it's uh, a great signing, both of them combined. Yeah, I think. Um... They've obviously struggled this season. Rafa Benitez is a defensive-minded coach, and so I think it makes sense that he was prioritizing to fix the team defensive signings, especially with Dominic Calvert-Lewin coming mm-hmm. back, with Charleston coming back from injury. Maybe they can turn some form around. They have Decore back, Allen back. So, you know, the, the core of the team is still solid. Maybe it's those wide areas that they need help. Andros Townsend did as much as he could. But maybe now it's time to turn towards the defensive side of the field and give Rafa Benitez what he wants to create, a successful environment for the Toffees. Yeah, and and boy, do they need it um, in some pretty bad form as it stands. Especially by their standards. Yeah, and Benitez uh, increasingly on a hotter and hotter seat. Uh, But Brent, it brings us to our next point. Which signing or rumor do you think has been the best one so far and why? I think the best rumor is Gabby Goal to West Ham. I think it's a risk worth taking. I think they need help offensively. I don't think Antonio can carry the load for the entire season. 
Uh, as we've seen, he and as you said, he can be injury prone. I think having a solid backup that can do a job and possibly pick up, you know, if he scores five or six goals this season in the second half of the season, I consider that a success. Yeah. Because uh, presumably he won't be the starter. But I think that is a rumor that if you're a West Ham fan, that's something that you hope goes through. And we'll see what ends up happening. Maybe you get a little bit Brazilian flair up top for the second half of the season. I'd love to see that. Um, Brent, uh, the most recent one we talked about, both Patterson and Mylink. No, I, I think those are both great signings for Everton. They desperately needed some depth there. Um, and they're playing uh, right-footed players at left-back uh, with Dinier being out. So I think that's uh, both great signings, especially if they get some money for Dinier in this transfer window. Um, so I'm interested to see what Everton does with the remainder of the window. Probably not a lot more coming in, but uh, maybe some players going out. And Jake, uh, I guess the last point for this segment would be which team between the two do you think needs more reinforcement this window? Is it Newcastle or Everton? Both teams we've talked about uh, got a mountain this segment, um, and there's a good reason for it. Both desperately need some reinforcement yeah. and some depth. Um, I would say maybe Everton doesn't have as much depth as Newcastle, but Newcastle lower the table um, in more dire need of points. So I think maybe Newcastle should uh, have more reinforcement in this window. Jake, I only disagree just based on standards in the sense that Newcastle just need to survive this season. Uh, if they can just get out of the relegation zone, which right. I think a few January signings could get them there, we'll do that by Everton standards. And with the quality of their first 11 that they had at the start of the season, I think they are underperforming so heavily that they really need clearly some depth and some new options, especially if somebody like Luca Digne is not going to play anymore. But, you know, that's just, uh, just one guy's opinion. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm the guy. Well, Brent, here are two guys' opinions on some bets coming up. Nice. Thank you. I love it when we collaborate. <laughs> uh, as you may know. I do. No Premier League games this weekend. Unfortunately. Right, but... I want to say every single Premier League team is in action in the FA Cup. Nice. So uh, we do have some games to pick from to, uh, you know, play some bets. and Win they, some money, for sure. Exactly. And they are Premier League teams, so we're sticking to, you know, our roots. We're staying on brand with the podcast. Exactly. We are focusing on what this podcast is all about, which is the Premier League. And Brent, I'm going to start us off with our surprise odds of the week. We picked Brighton to win versus West Bromwich Albion, who, on the topic of them, just signed... Daryl DK. Daryl DK, the um, U.S. international. Uh, big, strong forward. I'm very interested, interested to see how he does with um, West Bromwich at the Hawthorns. And maybe he gets to play in this game. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he was great for Barnsley last mm -hmm. season. I hope he continues that form. But not in this game because... Plus 125 odds. Yep. Brighton to win. And we thought that was shocking. Brighton, who are in good form and actually fantastic away form. Mm -hmm. They've only lost one away game in their last, like, eight matches. And in the Premier League, for a side that is usually in the lower half, that is a great statistic to have. Now, going against a West Brom team that, you know, obviously in the league below, I think... One plus 125 is stellar odds, dare we say, 
surprise odds. And I will say West Brom, where they were near the top of, like, the very top, like one or two in the AFL championship table, they have dropped off considerably recently. They are now sitting in fourth place with only two wins from their last five. So I think it's worth putting a surprise bet on Brighton to win with positive odds against them. But Brent, an, another team we think is a sure thing win, but not a surprise odds, but our game pick of the week. Who is that? It's Arsenal, baby. Oh. Yeah. Um, Arsenal to beat Nottingham Forest, minus 132 odds, which wow. is surprising to say the least. Yeah, and, uh, you know, maybe a big straight-up bet if you want, maybe increase that fiver to a tenner, or, you know... Who's to say you can't put that in a parlay? Yeah, those know? two games together. Oh, that'd be great too. Um, I think Arsenal definitely don't start their first team players, or at least not all of them. Um, Certainly. But I think they have enough 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 depth that they can take on a Nottingham Forest team who just aren't near a Premier League level team. No, I agree completely. And Jake, we want to then move on to our player pick, which. The odds were a bit surprising considering he's back. I know he missed a penalty, but we still expect him to score in this game. Who is it, Jake? Dominic Calvert-Lewin against Hull City, plus 115 odds to score. That's shockingly good, right? I mean, we're, we're assuming he's going to start, but right. I imagine a player that is coming back from injury. Wants to get some, like, you know, not warm-ups, obviously. Right, but it's a real minutes. game. Yeah. But against a lesser side, you know, maybe ease yeah. back into it. Maybe going back fr- from a long-term injury into a Premier League game right, right away was a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's going to get back into some form and uh, bag a goal to boot. Yeah, if all else, I could see him playing like 60 minutes. Sure, You know, just That's to get time. some game sharpness, some match sharpness back and, uh, you know, hopefully bagging a goal. And that brings us finally, Jake, to our Pirates Code bet of the week, our parlay. Brent, we have Crystal Palace against Millwall. We're taking Crystal Palace in that game. Combine that with Newcastle, who we've talked about a bunch so far, to win against Cambridge United, who I've never heard of. Oh, really? No. Oh. Cool. I haven't played enough uh, career, career mode, mode. Yeah, you haven't started in League 2 enough <sighs> and worked your way up. Yeah, I, I'm sure if you show me the crest, uh, I would You keep recognize. talking, I'll pull okay. it up. Um, but combine, combine those two sure things, Crystal Palace, you know, in good form against a Millwall team who's a lesser side in a lesser league, uh, and a Newcastle team who's, uh, you know, they're okay, but uh, far beyond the reach of a Cambridge United team who, are they League 2 or League 1? League 1, Jake. I absolutely recognize that. Yeah. Chris, thank you for pulling yeah, that no, up. Yeah, no, you're welcome. I, I figured you knew who they were. Yeah. Maybe, but it may also interest you to know that they're 16th place in the EFL League 1. In the EFL League 1? Yeah. Okay, so third tier English League and they're 16th. Yeah. Okay, so I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I hope so. Um, plus 175 for both those together, obviously because they're both favored. But I think that's good. I think those are, I mean, as far as sure things go, you want yeah. to bet a farm on something? Ooh, farms. I forgot about farms. Oh, it's how could you forget long, about man. our Farmville situation, We should Jake. bet some farms today. We should bet some farms on that parlay. Maybe even a parlay between the Brighton win and Arsenal win. We'll see what ends up happening. But, Jake, I, I like our bets. And I don't often refer to things as free money. 
but on this podcast I do all the time, and these <laughs> bets are free money. I was going to say, Brent, you say that all the I time. I say it a lot on this podcast because okay, I'm outside so confident. Side of the podcast is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, free money. Free money. And we like when things are free. We like doing this podcast. We like drinking whiskey, but Jake, it looks like our whiskey's almost gone. Indeed, Brent, which means if our topics are gone, which let me double check the outline, they are. Yep. Then we have to say from the only Premier League podcast with the dress code. That dress code is jammies or, if you're Jake, brand new Spurs pajama bottoms. We'll see you next time. And I promise that next time won't be in three weeks. I don't think you can live up to that promise. Okay. We're not going yeah, to skip. Don't promise We're anything. not going to skip two more weeks. Thank you. I'll put my hat on it. You're not wearing a hat. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>